The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting week of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asias here with my high school sports editor, Brian Linder. Big dog, how you doing this week, man? Uh, Nebby, we're back. We were off last week. I wasn't feeling too great. Eric Kepler filled in, talked to Jordan Hill. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, hey, we're back. So feeling pretty good this week. Got a little bit of energy about me. You know, springtime still. So, you know, still trying to get into the swing of things there, my man. We got a lot of football stuff going on. How, how about you, Nebby? How you been, man? Things are growing great on this end, man. The weather's starting to break. We've had some some high temperatures. I was out at uh, district championships for track and field last weekend at Shippensburg University. It was a hot weekend. Had a lot of good football players out there that showed up, too, that we're going to get into later on in this podcast. But all is well. We got uh, the district championships coming up for uh, volleyball. All the finals are hitting at the, at, the, at the same time, man. So we got a lot to cover here at Penn Live. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, man. It's, it's, it's the busy time of year, and then it kind of slows down. We get into the summer, and, you know, we actually just put out a list this week, maybe of uh, mid-paying quarterbacks to watch through the summer, and the, I mean, through the spring and the summer. Um, so everybody, you know, thinks that it, it gets real slow during the summer, but it's really the time we start building towards the fall and really kind of what this podcast all, you know, gears up for. So, and like you mentioned all the time, man, this podcast is going to be year round because football is year round. It's just one of those sports that you just you don't take off from. You got the season, you got the off season, you got the seven on seven spring ball. Let's get it, man. We're going to cover it all here on the PA we High had, School Football Report. <laughs> exactly. And we had news today, right? I mean, look, it's we we're, we're recording this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It'll come out Friday morning. Um, and we had we had high school football news today. You know, some significant news coming out of Central PA, right? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and break the news to him, man. This is big. We got we got a lot of things. Frank yeah. Gay uh, resigned over at Redland. Um, I you saw know, that. So he's, out, he's out as their football coach and their quarterback. Uh, Roman Jensen, who threw for over 2,000 yards here in the mid-pen last year Red, with the Redland, has transferred to – he'll, he'll be going to Washington, uh, D.C., to a school up there to play, um, uh, you know, next, uh, next year. Mm-hmm. But the biggest probably – bit of local news is is that um bishop mcdevitt right and be, they're going to yeah. open their season against Emotep and the chambersburg uh, peach bowl showcase that's a huge game first of all i i, I want to say something for our local central pa fans and that'd be is that mcdevitt and harrisburg did not play last year that's the big rivalry and since i was a I kid know, yeah i know everybody wanted to have them um uh play mm-hmm. again Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Kind of talking to both sides. It's unfortunate um, that that great kind of central PA mid-pen rivalry looks like we're not going to get to see it for a while uh, because those two teams, you know, you and I've talked, we, we, we'd love to see them play. Absolutely. Um, that's that's a city classic that all the, the natives look forward to every single year. But, you know, a few years back, they kind of discontinued it for whatever the reason may be. But I agree with you. So we don't get that one, but, you know, Harrisburg's, I know, uh, putting together a pretty good schedule. Um, right. And then we get this from Bishop McDavid. Uh, they're going to play MOTEP. And, again, uh, that is going to be an August 26th or 27th game, Nevy. Um, 
August 27th, Saturday, August 27th, there in Chambersburg. This is a game, Nebby, right, that is loaded with big-time prospects. It's going to be a fun game. Two state title contenders in their classifications, MOTEPs in 5A, Bishop McDevitt's in 4A. You and I were talking about it before we come on. This is exciting, right? It's super exciting. I mean, to think about, you know, McDevitt, which is a powerhouse here in the Central PA area, but also in the Mid-Pen Conference, to go up against one of the best teams in 5A, right? I mean, a team that produces standouts like the Keon Wileys, the Jasir Whittingtons, the Eni Whites, the, the list can just go on. I mean, that's definitely going to be a battle to see. Um, and I think that both teams are very solid in both their offensive core and their secondary defenses. So, I mean, that's definitely going to be one that people from Philly, from Harrisburg, from Mannheim, you name it, are going to drive up to come and see. You know, so McDevitt opened its season last year against LaSalle College, and LaSalle um, did not have Sam Brown, who ended right. up at Rutgers at running back, and they didn't have Abdul Carter mm-hmm. ended up at, at, at Penn State. But we know that was still a good physical team. Um, and, you know, I talked to a lot. We talked to Mario Easterly and some guys we had on this podcast, but even right. outside of this podcast, talking to those guys, they lost that game. I believe it was like 21 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and But they, they, they felt worked. like – they felt like that game also kind of showed them where they needed to go and helped them kind of get to the state championship last year. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a similar game. Um, and, but they're going to see better prospects. Okay. I mean, you look just the defense, Ramir Stewart at safety mm-hmm. for MOTEP. Nebby <clears throat> is, he was for a long time, our number one player in the class 2023. He's still up there. He's, you know, he's, he's ranking a lot of national lists, uh, mm. uh, well thought up player. That guy can move. He can, you know, he, he's going to really, he does got some great receivers, but they're going to get challenged. I mean, cause not mm. just Ramir Stewart there, Kenny Wosley Jr. Corner, you know, he's a big time recruit now. Right. Up front, just here, Whittington, who we had on this podcast, the pit committed to the D line. Mm-hmm. Samaj Bridges is one of the best linebackers in the state. So right. we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about McDevitt's. Um, you know, Running offensive game. weapons, mm-hmm. and, you know, but, but they're going to be really tested by a really good yeah. defensive unit here, man. Yeah. They're definitely going to need guys like Riley Robel to step up really big in a game like that. Um, definitely going to have Marquise Williams up for a challenge, but it's, it's going to be interesting to watch, like you said, because like I said, both teams have a solid core. And like you mentioned before, this is just going to be one of those statement games to see where one or the other is in terms of the season projection and what they need to improve on. Yeah, you know, and, and then Motep can run it too. They got Jabri Wallace-Coleman, a couple mm-hmm. other guys in the backfield. Um, McDevitt, of course, you know, if you guys are wondering, McDevitt this year, I know talking to Coach Wechter uh, earlier a few weeks ago, they wanted this game. Mm-hmm. or at least this type of game, because they really feel like it's going to end up being them and Alec Whipple again mm-hmm. in the 4 state title game. Okay, and Alec Whipple was a physical team, um, and, you know, McDevitt jumped out in that state title game, got ahead of them, but Alec Whipple kind of, you know, kept slugging and chipping away and kind of fought their way back and won that game um, with their grinding style. This is going to be a very physical team. They got a big running back. Like I said, uh, you know, Jareem Wallace-Coleman's a, a – a, um, a 6'1", 200-pound back, right. you know, who runs pretty powerful. And they got some other guys, like I said, that can run too. But Yeah, he's no scrub. Yeah, for people who don't know, you know, being here in Central Pennsylvania, we fully expect Bishop McDevitt to be back in that title mix too because when you look down their roster, right, Nebby, so we, we look at 
quarterback, Stone Saunders may be one of the best at his position, probably is one of the best at his position in the country mm -hmm. for the class of 2025. Agreed. Um, he's the son of Steve Saunders, who's the Baltimore Ravens mm -hmm. uh, strength and conditioning coach. He's already mm -hmm. got a bunch of offers. I think Texas A&M, schools like that are on board with him. Um, Rico Scott, um, who, you know, um, Wechter kind of compared to uh, Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. um, Versatile. Out there wide receiver, and he's got offers like Wisconsin and Michigan. Um, Jeffrey Penn's another kid at wide receiver. People should be looking for for them. And uh, the running back, Marquise Williams. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And Sincere Bowers. Mm -hmm. Might be the best one-two punch in, in Central Pennsylvania, maybe in the state next year. Easily. So, so you know, I don't know what Emma Tuck's going to do on the offense this year. Like I said, I know they got some guys. They always have some great athletes. Mm -hmm. uh, I felt like that might have been the one area where they might have wanted to take it up a notch last year, and I think mm -hmm. they might have made some changes offensively. Mm -hmm. um, but it's going to be really fun to see the athletes that Emma Tuck has on defense versus the athletes that Bishop McDevitt has on offense. Absolutely. Absolutely, Brian. I definitely agree. So that's going to be an exciting way to uh, open up the, yeah. the season. You probably got 20 to 25 kids who are going to end up playing at a pretty good level of college football in that game. So, yeah, it's a Saturday. There's no reason not to be buying a ticket heading down there if, if you know, your favorite team's not playing. Absolutely. We'll, we'll be sure to get you the exact date on that. I think it was the 27th or the 28th, but when it gets closer to, okay. Yeah. The 27th, when it gets closer to that time, folks, we'll give you another reminder here on this podcast, but moving on along, Brian, we got, we got a lot to cover here. Yeah, we do. You know, like I said, we've had, we've had some news. It's really the, um, the recruiting um, stuff is really um, sort of taking off. You know, we had Kyle Williams on here uh, the last time you and I were on together. Right. Um, he got a temple offer and, since then, he, he's gotten an uh, Akron offer, and he actually, 20 seconds ago, tagged me on Twitter, and he got a Richmond offer. So he's, he's you know, that's Harris Birch, Kyle Williams Jr. That's he's three. one of the more, yeah, he's that's three for him, and he's mm -hmm. one of the more talented guys we have, probably underrated guys coming out of Central PA. Um, but one of his teammates, too, and he was a guy who was an all-PA pick for us, and this is the... You know, we're, we're located in Harrisburg, Nebby, and we talk a lot about Central PA, but this is the PA High School Football Podcast. His teammate, Terrell Reynolds, was an all-PA pick for us last year. Right. And if you don't know who Terrell Reynolds is and, and whatnot, you know, you could say Harrisburg is a school that has produced Micah Parsons folks. Mm -hmm. And the guy who has the sack record for him is Terrell Reynolds. He had 22 and a half last year. He scored three defensive touchdowns. He finally got his first college offer, Nebby. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time coming. You know, he's very well deserving of that. Terrell is someone we got a chance to catch up with at the Penn Live High School Sports Awards last Wednesday. And uh, just to hear him talk and, you, you know, he's he's humble. I actually saw the write-up you did on our website about Terrell getting his first offer, talking about how he was emotional. And, you know, I agree with his response. I've never, you know, taken him as being an emotional type of guy. But, I mean, for, for, for heaven's sake, you know, with, with a resume like that, you finally just getting your first offer. I mean, kudos to you, man. Like, you, you deserve it. You worked hard for it. Yeah, but you got Albany. And, you know, I think the thing that's – the only thing that's probably, I think, maybe holding people off a trail a little bit is that he's he's a, he's about 6'2", 335. Um, you know, so he's a little bit maybe of a tweener for some people. For some people, that's kind of a linebacker size. Um, but he's a defensive end, and uh, Albany offered him as a – or Albany offered him – that's the Carolina me as a uh, as a defensive end. Um, so 
it was good to see a guy who I think can play that level. Um, and he's one of the, like I said, he's, he's got good enough measurables, but throw him out in the window too and just realize he was playing against really good teams last year and he put up those numbers and those are legit numbers. Yeah. They're not, you know, some, some people had him and stuff, but you know, you watch the games and Terrell Reynolds was, you know, showing up in the trenches. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he's a guy, I think, you know, if he ends up at Albany, they did a great job getting him in there. So, Certainly, I agree. And we'll be back with more coverage of on guys like Terrell Reynolds after a word with our sponsor, UPMC. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. And we're back, Brian. Let's pick up. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, he's not the only guy. We had some news, uh, you know, out of Central PA from last last week. Uh, Gabe Gabriel Arena, mm-hmm. um, going back to Bishop McDevitt for a moment. Gabriel Arena, um, their offensive tackle. He committed to Virginia Tech. Um, he had a relationship with Brent Pry Nebby from when Pry was at Penn State, and they were taking looks at at, at um, Gabe. Um, and uh, he's going to go to Virginia Tech. Maybe a tackle there. Maybe a guard. He's six five, two eighty five now. Um, he's, he's pretty good athlete for a big man. He moves well. Um, always look for that. You see some big guys who move like big guys and then there are guys who you can see the fluidity and he's got, he's got that going on. So Absolutely. that was another piece of kind of recruiting news out of central PA we had last week, Nevy. Yeah. And I think that McDevitt roster is filled with a lot of big guys that can move around, right? Like another guy we talk about and had on this podcast was a Riley Robel, someone who's 200 plus pounds, six feet and over, but just can maneuver that weight. Yeah, you know, he was the state wrestling champion for heavyweights last year, uh, you know, and, and he was our pin live uh, wrestler of the year for the mid-pin, and he's now up over, you know, he's 6'3", 285. We had him on this podcast. He's now over 20 offers, and just in one day, you know, last week, I think it was one day, but, you know, or at least a couple, you know, two or three days, he, he had Elon, North Carolina A&T, Brown, Albany, uh, Albany, Carolina, <laughs> Harvard, Monmouth. Yeah. You know, he's got over 20 offers now. Yeah, he got those Ivy Leagues, man. Old Dominion. Mm-hmm. So he's smarter than, than I am. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you. I think you're like a, you like a, you got like a, by the time you get through school here, you're going to have a doctorate. You already got one, a graduate or whatever. Call hey, you man. Between you, and I, this, <laughs> between you and I, this is probably a combo for another day. I don't even think if an employer paid for me to get my doctorate, I'd get it. But, you know, let's let's continue on with this football <laughs> talk. <laughs> Man, you better go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Doctors make more than uh, uh, writers. But, uh, yeah, now you're right. but anyway, um, so, I mean, he, he's another guy who um, has quietly put together a good list. I still think he might be a little bit better than his offers in terms of you know, he has great offers. I'm not knocking any of these schools. William and Mary, Western Michigan. You know, there's good schools there, but I still think he, he could. I still think this guy could play at a at a Power level five. like a yeah, like a Pitt, a Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you know, I, I still think he could get in that mix. And I think they might show. It. So I, I don't know exactly what they're looking for. I really haven't talked to Coach Weck uh, out of McDevitt a, a ton about what they may be waiting on there. And again, you know, me six three two eighty five. I know. Sometimes they like the guys a little bit bigger um, down in the middle. You know, they like those six four, six five guys. But uh, he could end up there. And, again, 
I like the wrestlers when it comes to linemen just because the wrestlers have – got to be crazy to be a wrestler and be really good. Yeah. Um, I'm not calling Riley Robel crazy. You just got to have a different mentality. You got to have grit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that – Be successful. Uh, Absolutely. That technique and that fluidity transcends into your football game too. You can see it in the in the swim moves and the hand techniques and the getting up off the yeah. explosiveness. Like those wrestlers, man. Like we talk about, they 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 really are are different breeds out on the football field. They are, man. So you know, we'll see how that goes with him. And you know, we got some other guys again. Like I said, Stone's Honors has been getting a few offers here and there. Again, and they're big offers. Um, so it'll be it's going to be interesting time in state. We are, I'll tell you another time, thing that's really interested in, in stay here, Nebby, is we're recording this um, on Tuesday. Like mm-hmm. I said, I told people that. Um, and tomorrow, uh, just after three o'clock at Laurel Highlands, another guy that we had on this um, podcast, Rodney Gallagher, um, is set to make his college commitment. Um, he was originally supposed to commit on July the 4th. He moved it up, um, and he's, he's got a top eight, Nebby, of uh, Penn State, Pitt, um, Texas, Virginia Tech, Oregon, West Virginia, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, he'll have made his pick, so we're not spoiling anything here, and we certainly haven't really talked to him about this, um, but he's sort of wildly been speculated that he would pick West Virginia, mm. um, and uh, – and whatnot so um you know i think that's a little bit of a surprise um there's a lot of stuff and chat chatting you know chatter on social media about different things ronnie gallagher is a great kid great family great athlete and uh you know people it's funny the fan bases who kind of go after kids when they think they're not going to pick the school they want or or whatnot you know, just a week ago, they might have been big fans of his, but now they they're hating online just because they think he's not going to go to their school and 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 for whatever reason, whatever. I mean, this yeah. is a young man who's making a, a life changing decision. So, um, and, and it's and it's for the positive. Any of those schools he picks is a winner. You can't, you know, those are great schools. So, you know, Friday, if you listen to this man, you know you've made the decision that's best for you, man. And that's all you can do. And, and these just kind of creeps me out sometimes when people get so worried or get so down on the kid just for making a positive decision. Yeah. I think uh, Rodney Gallagher is definitely going to be one of those kids that quiets the naysayers, right? He's a walking testament of perseverance has faced a lot of, of adversity in his life. Um, you know, briefly in our podcast, he spoke with us about his upbringing and how he lost his mother at a young age, which is a very compelling and captivating story. So to think about where it is he comes from and the pedestal he's beginning to reach, this is just the beginning for him. And any school would be lucky to have an athlete such as him. Um, you know, I definitely foresee him doing a lot of amazing things. He still has, you know, a year left out there on the football field. Could do it on the basketball court too, but told us he wants to focus on football, you know, but just a standout athlete and one heck of a human being. So shout out to him. We'll see if at least some of that chatter was correct in that, you know, by the, like I said, by the time this comes out, he will have made his pick. So maybe he doesn't go to West Virginia. Maybe, you know, maybe he does. Um, but any of those eight schools, I think are going to be really good, you know, lucky to get the guy. He's explosive, uh, big time, um, big time uh, up, up, upside. So it, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, man, for sure. Certainly. 
Speaking of another big name around the state, Nebby, you've been out, like you mentioned earlier, uh, you've been out doing track. And you got to see a, a big name that a lot of people in the state are kind of been keeping tabs on. Tell, tell us about that a little bit. Oh, uh, man, I, ne I never thought you'd ask. So, ladies and gentlemen, another person we've had the pleasure of speaking to on this elite sports podcast here in Central Pennsylvania, while missing Javen Williams, who's a four-star, six-foot-four, about 285-pound recruit, um, Penn State football commit. He committed in uh, February 5th of this year, if I'm not mistaken. But, man, Javen gets it done on the football field, but he also gets it done in the field events at track as well. And he set a new district record in the, the discus actually last weekend with a throw of 187 feet, which was uh, previously the record was 182 feet, four inches set by Evan Arnett. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly um, from Schuylkill Valley High School. Um, and he also took gold in the, the shot put, you know, after he threw 57 feet and four inches. Um, not to mention he has while missing school record with a throw of 189 feet earlier in the season. So Javen is projected to win gold in both events this, this weekend. He's seated at number one in both. And, you know, he, he talked briefly to me. Um, actually, I had the chance of catching up with him yesterday on Monday evening. And we talked about if, you know, throwing was going to be a possibility for him when he's at Penn State University. And he told me he's has a close relationship with Coach Lucas McKay, who's the throws coach up there. And, you know, if the opportunity presented itself, he'd love to continue his career. But he's a man that's about scholarship and said he has to see where his grades are before he can, you know, commit to doing two sports. But for right now, his focus is just 100 percent on football. So Javen is one of those kids to look out for at Shippensburg University this weekend, man. Man, he's going to have, you know, he's. The big, he's a big Penn State commit, guys. Um, you know, I think uh, on three or, or, you know, one of those actually has him as a top, like, 15 player in the nation now Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for his class, 2023. And uh, if he keeps on, his, you know, his trajectory, um, you know, Ross Tucker, um, I told you guys, you know, Ross played in the NFL, and he's texting me about how impressed he is with that kid. Now, there's some home cooking there, Ross, because Ross is a wild missing guy. Mm -hmm. um, but uh but he he is on a trajectory to maybe end up in the nfl you know um and so it doesn't surprise me that you know he would have to step away from that but i'll tell you the thing that about the throwing that just kind of speaks to him too is we talked about how he gets out in front of these you know the run and knocks guys around and just keeps on going doesn't lose speed but it also shows more of his explosiveness and just that that sort of twitch in the muscles where he can you know, just explode and, and make those throws and, and be the best in the state. Um, so, you know, Neb, if you guys, like I said, this come out Friday, Nebby's planning on having a story out, I think tomorrow morning, which will be Wednesday morning on, on Javen, but yes, make sure sir. you guys track back on Penn Live and check that out and just kind of check out how one of the, you know, maybe, maybe the top guy in the state. Um, he's, he's not our number one ranked player for his class in the state, uh, but you know, there are probably people who would argue that he is the number one ranked player and you see how he's doing on the track too, um, because he's, he's really doing well. Absolutely. And, and for fans listening and Javen, if you're listening at home, he told me specifically, Brian, records will be broken by the time it's all said and done in his career. So shout out to Javen, man. He's definitely reaching for those stars. Yeah. He's got one more year. So yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah, he does. Cause he's a yep. 24 actually. Yeah. I, I got one more year. Uh -huh. See, I got all twisted up. He's got one more year. So, hey, we said football's year round, Nevy. And guess what? What's up? We got football this weekend. Do we sure do? 
Now, I'm going to tell you, first of all, I'm from South Carolina. And I've been saying this since I came here. These all-star games in Pennsylvania being in the spring, I don't like it, Nevy. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Not natural. You know, yeah. in South Carolina, we play we played the all-star games uh, in, in December. And we played them uh, right after the state championship. We played the Shrine Bowl, which I think actually just went away this year. And I think they replaced it with another game. I think COVID kind of messed it up. But for years, South Carolina would play North Carolina in the Shrine Bowl. And they would play it in December right after state championships. Which um, makes and more sense. Play, and they would play the North-South, too. The reason I like playing those games, then, is that it gives, besides being an all-star, which is an awesome thing, it gives kids time to uh, – well, it, it allows kids an opportunity to still prove something. You know, if I'm a – if I'm a, you know, a kid who's got a couple PSAC offers and I'm a corner and I end up playing an all-star game um, and I play a kid who's a D1 commit and I do really well, maybe I show something. Right. Um, and it also gives kids time to recover if they were to get injured in these games. That's the point I was going to hit on. You know, going into college. So I've always said we should figure out something. And again, I've only been in Pennsylvania six years, so maybe I'm just dumb <laughs> or just not, you know, up to speed on the Keystone State's doings. But um, I've always been a big proponent of trying to get those games closer to the season. And I've always said, why not? Why not play these games um, during the state championship week? Why not work it out where you have the, 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 um, the, the six games? And in the middle of them, you have the, the all-star games. And he said, well, the weather. Okay, well, you're playing state championships. So you can play an all-star game. And I said, well, what about the kids who are in the state championships who can't play um, in, you know, then they wouldn't be able to play an all-star game. Mm -hmm. And I say to that, you know, the, the NFL faces sort of the same problem with the Pro Bowl. If a, if a team goes deep, you're probably not going to get their players in, in the Pro Bowl, right? Right. Um, and you know what you can do is you can put – you can and we have kids dropping out every year anyway, right? Mm -hmm. We have a lot of kids drop out on the Big 33 game and on the um, East-West game. You know, those rosters change a lot. Yeah. Why not – why not just, you know, if a kid makes it and he can't play, if he's in a state championship game, right, you can still announce that kid as an all-star. You can come out and wave at the crowd. You know, Cumberland Valley, we're going to have state championships this year. And you don't have to say the kid who's replacing is an alternate, but you can just replace him on the roster with another kid. Mm -hmm. It's okay if an extra 10 kids who aren't playing get announced and wave at the crowd and you say, you know, originally selected to play in the game, but his team's playing, you know, tomorrow in the 3A state championship game. You know, to me, it would be – a better situation. Now there's a lot of logistics and things that these guys put into it and they spend all year looking at it. And like I said, I've heard a lot of the reasons why they have these games in the spring. Um, and I'm, I'm really rambling here, but um, you know, they have their reasons for doing it in the spring. I just really feel like it could be a whole big thing if we put it all together or put it closer together in the winter. And I think you could get more value out of it. Now, all that being said, back to the original topic, East-West is this weekend at Bishop McDevitt, Sunday, I believe. Mm -hmm. And we got some local guys in there. Yeah. We want to talk about locals for Central PA. But, again, we're 
we're PA football cast, PA high school football podcast. So it's gonna be fun to see some guys get one more shot in high school football. Yeah, absolutely. And I like how they uh they split it up into two actually east-west games we have the the small school ones which i believe is from single a to triple a then you got the big schools on the, the 4a to 6a and we definitely got some local guys participating from the east side in both games so if you want to quickly go through those guys i think we could make uh, that, mention yeah in that big school game one guy i would be excited to see and he's a central pa guy would be jonte morris he yeah. was our offensive player of the year he's going to millersville to play corner Mm-hmm. I think he's going to play running back in this game. Maybe his last time ever playing running back. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he could have played running back in college. Still think he could end up there, even though his brothers are running back too at Millersville. So we'll be excited to see him and his big lineman, Claude God know who's going to slippery rocks out there in front of him. Camille Foster, wide receiver from the Devitt's going to a Juco. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he's, uh, he's got a big talent. He, they're all going to be on that, um, that West roster in the base school game. Yeah. There's some more. There's some more local guys, right, Nebby? Yeah, like just, Harrisburg's Justin Cook was mentioned on there. Uh, unfortunately, he'll probably have to forfeit that because of uh, the state track and field finals. Well, he's a, he's in Big Thirty Three now, I think. Right. Well, yeah, uh, I think they had him listed on the roster as well for the big uh, for the big roster game too. But you're absolutely right; he's in the Big Thirty Three. I think he got moved up to Big Thirty Three. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely have some guys. And then we got some guys in a small school game too, right? Like a dog and Tate Leach, who was actually like a what a triathlete, like he did like mm-hmm. baseball, basketball, and football. You know, someone that just shows his grit and, you know, size doesn't mean anything to him. He's definitely going to give it to you any way you want it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tyrone Moore had a bunch of, you know, yards for Steel High. Mm-hmm. Marlon Davis, Steel High. Nazir Porter, Bellamy, and Milt Baltimore for Susquehanna Township. Mm-hmm. And, and Freeman Wilson from Susquehanna Township. They had a rough season, so it's good to see those kids get a chance to go out there and have a little fun there at the end of the year. And so I think that's over Sunday or this weekend at Bishop McDevitt. It's worth uh, you guys will see some high school football. That is the one good thing about having it in spring. Mm-hmm. Probably, I don't know. I haven't looked at the weather forecast. It's probably be pretty nice. hot. But at the same time, if you want to check out some football, some high school football in the spring, you'll have a chance mm-hmm. uh, to get out and see that. And Nebby, I think we're coming up on our 30-minute mark. And we're going to get cut off if we don't yeah. cut it off. I think we got a podcast, my man. Yeah, we got a podcast, bro. And, you know, for everyone listening at home, we really appreciate you. Shout out to our sponsor, UPMC. And continue to come to PennLive.com and subscribe for all of our exclusive content. Until next time, folks, take care. UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more.